Welcome back to another episode of It's Go Time. In today's episode, we have Sheikh Murad Awad, my great, uh, good friend. Uh, traveled with Sheikh Murad. Um, showed me a great time in Makkah and Medina, although I was so sick on that trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was something. They almost had to inject you in your butt. With the, they with did. The they did actually <laughs> inject me. We it actually was, did, yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> just the day before we went we for Umrah. <laughs> yeah. Alhamdulillah. That's a bond you can never break. <laughs> and he served us and, and we can never repay him for, for the, the time he showed us there, alhamdulillah. And I know it's it's your second home and, and so on. And... Uh, I think I think it's uh, wonderful that you've come and joined us on our podcast, on our little podcast here, to Thank have to have someone like you uh, here. And uh, Sheikh, I think it's it's uh, it'll be good for our listeners to hear a little bit about you, about your story. Um, Everybody you knows started. you, but you gotta you gotta give them. Yeah, a yeah, teaser. give them where you started, <laughs> where were you born, what you yeah, did, yeah. how you ended up in Medina, how you oh, ended up man. here. <laughs> so you're looking for like a, a, a proper story, you know? Um, yeah. Bismillah. Uh, first of all, Jack Lachet for for having me. Yeah. Um, I enjoy kicking it with you guys all the time. Yeah. No, we love uh, having you, Muhammad. When we when we went to Umrah, it was uh, it was a truly an experience. And aside from the fact that you you got sick over there, but you know our brotherhood really uh, solidified. You Correct. Know? Yes. It got it got stronger. And I remember, you know, there's no. Um, there's no better way to unite, ex- like like than the the times of hardship. You know, the mm. times when we're feeling down or feeling sick, and w- we're there for each other. Correct. Right. Yeah. So, uh, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah for that. But you're asking me about Medina. Medina was like my home, right? Exactly. Yeah. We yeah, went yeah. to Medina, um, and that's truly. I feel like it's the home of all believers, right? Correct. Medina is is just a place. That as soon as you go into it, even if you've never been there, you're going to feel home. 100%. Yeah. As soon as you just walk in. I remember driving. I used to drive to like other cities Mm. in in Saudi when I lived for Saudi. And I'm going to mention that, inshallah. Um, But the moment I entered Medina, I didn't have to look at signs. I didn't have to look. I would just feel like, okay, now it's Medina. SubhanAllah. Yeah. It's something about it. I'll be driving. I would miss a sign. I wouldn't know how far we are from Medina. Like, let's say I was asleep, and then I'll wake up. Uh, my, uh, you know, somebody else is driving. I'm in the passenger seat or in the back, and I wake up. I wouldn't need to ask, "Hey, where'd we get?" You just have that feeling. In no, your I'll heart. just know. I'll look around like, man, this, is, this must be. Medina. And it feels warm. Yeah, it does. It feels it homely. Does. Yeah, I know. Some people think I'm crazy, but no, you know, they feel it too. I'll tell it. you, there are two cities in the world. That I fly into, and it just feels home. And it's Dallas, actually, three cities Dallas, now, Cape Town in South Africa, not mm. Durban, where I was born. Oh, no, okay. Cape Town has this, this earthy feeling where you just feel grounded and it's home really? and warm. And, cool. and, and Medina is the other place. Wow. I don't get it in Mecca, but Medina, it's just this serenity, this serenity, peace, this peace. This, yeah. For different reasons, you know. I think, you know, there there's there are many reasons you can feel comfortable in a place, mm. right? Like, you know, some can be um, the environment, or the, you know, the weather, the the people, right, that are accommodating. But Medina, it's just, it's something completely different. 
Which is like but a you might not mix. like the weather. Right? Yeah, it might yeah, be too yeah. hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Maybe the people, you can't even speak their language. You know, they, you, you won't understand their customs. Their, yeah. You know, but you'll go there and it'll, it'll, it'll just be something completely different. So, uh, you know, I can't explain it. What brought about your love? Why did you go study there? So, Alhamdulillah, you know, like I, I was born and raised here, uh, mm. in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm in Dallas now, but uh, here meaning the, in the U.S. Um, I lived in Palestine for five years. Okay. okay. Uh, when I was a kid. Alhamdulillah. Lucky that was uh, not when I was a baby, like I, like during middle school. Okay. Like that whole oh, okay. phase of my life, I was in Palestine. Amazing. Was yeah. that a commonality <clears throat> of of kids, Palestinian kids, being brought yeah. up here and then going there for a few yeah. years? Yeah. So this is something that I think Palestinians do yeah. normally. Like you'll you'll find uh, a Palestinian that sends their kids uh, over to to Palestine to live there two, three, four years just to learn to get that to connection. learn the Arabic language, yeah. to learn Islam, to learn uh, the culture. You know, exactly. to to be connected to the cause because Palestinians, we always feel like. Threatened, you know, like our land is about to be taken over at any given time, right? So we don't know, right? So my my dad just sent us over uh, with our mom, and I'll never forget that first day in in our new house. My dad built a, a house for us in 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 the village, <laughs> and um, that first night it was like two a.m. and I wake up and six soldiers bombarded the house. Oh, oh my. Yeah. Gosh. And I see all I see is, <coughs> is three soldiers in my bedroom with with M16s pointing at me. And they say stay on your bed, stay on your bed and they start throwing all my clothes from the closet on top of the bed and stuff like that. They're searching for uh weapons and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the next day my mom, you know, she doesn't have her hijab on, she's just bugging out and, and yo, I don't have weapons. What are you talking about? Well, why'd you break the door down? Brand new door, by the way. You know? <laughs> oh, no, because yeah, they brand just new broke house. it down. Yes. Brand new house, yeah. But they don't care. Yeah. No, they don't care. They want, you know, and, and I think that day I got the I got the pally treatment. You know, I, I knew mm-hmm. that. Oh, wow. It was like is, initiation. I was nine years old. You know, I'm like, yeah. You're a secondary up. class citizen. You're, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I knew I knew where I'm at. And that was how many years ago? That 30 was, years ago. Yeah, that was a while ago, man. Now like, you yeah, can't about, even say things. 20, something, 28 years ago or something. So it's not like it's anything new. Yeah. No, no, it's nothing new. It was, uh, it was quite a while ago. And then, like, that same year, uh, I think um, I woke up. I woke up in the morning. And, you know, I was just playing with the with the kids, you know, half of which are my cousins, right, <laughs> in the village. Because we come from a small village. Later. Right? Um, so I was playing. And then I see bulldozers uh, bulldozing our land because I knew our land. You know, okay, we go yeah, olive picking there and everything. And I see bulldozers just pulling, uprooting our land. My grandfather used to always tell us stories under it. Uh, my mom used to tell us stories under it. Like these, these trees were planted by, like the disciples. Like that's how old they were. <laughs> yeah, two thousand years old, mm-hmm. right? And you look at this, like the tree trunk is so huge, so old. It, it just, uh, it, it radiates. The 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 that tree must have the seen age so radiates much. from it. Yeah, you look at it and you're like, man. People have been looking at this tree for like two thousand years. Oh, God. Right, it's you been know, there. Imagine you're at that place with so many 
Dude, history and, yeah empires and yeah it's empires and just came and the, like and i'm like this tree witnessed all of it it witnessed everything. the romans the persians the is uh, the israelites the what, the canaanites the, yeah, the maybe ate from that tree and and you know what i'm saying and then the islamic right from the beginning until mm-hmm. till today everything right that history, proper history and they just come they were bulldozing they pulled 120 trees out i remember running to my grandfather and i told him and my grandfather was like he was like 80 years old at that time okay. and he just ran up faster than i i could run he ran up and he started fighting the soldiers and they they almost shot him we had to hold him back and it was really an experience man i um that year was the Palestinian initiate? That was a walk in a park for a typical Palestinian. Okay. Yeah, like that was just another day. Any given Sunday. That was just a given Sunday, man. Yeah. It was like, it was like, oh, this is what we're used to, you know. So, it's pretty. Yeah. No, at least for someone like you, that's like experienced some of that, and then uh, like seeing what's happening now, it's like crazy, man. Absolutely. Man. Yeah, it took me, it took me a while <clears> to be <throat> honest, man. You know, to get over it. Like, even sometimes when I'm speaking about it, I could still feel, like, a little, like, tense or nervous. Or, no, it's mm. something that you, you know. can never... I mean, yeah, I don't blame you. That's... Yeah. That'll stay with you forever. Well, alhamdulillah, you know, uh, alhamdulillah. So then I came back, did my high school, my college in... Uh, in uh, New Jersey. In New Jersey. So I went to NJIT. It's a good uh, it's a good school up in, uh, in Jersey. Shout out to my NJIT crowd. <laughs> uh, so right now, it's one of the top ten. In engineering, wow, and, uh, civil engineering specifically, I, I studied civil yeah. engineering. A lot of people don't know. You see, they're civil engineer. Like, Yo, this, guy, this guy's a civil engineer. I know. Like, I found see, I can that. Build out. the masjid and give a khutbah. There you, you go. And mashallah, inshallah, a double deal. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I mean, that could be in your future, man. Inshallah. Inshallah. Yeah. And then what? What brought up the love of of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala? Oh man, the Quran and yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was Was it after college? Yeah. In high school, I was something else. You know, in high school, <laughs> I, yeah, I wasn't me. You know? Walid knows me. <laughs> I've seen Walid's uh, pictures. I really see your pictures. Yeah. <laughs> the high school yeah, pictures look dangerous. Thing. I make sure I got rid of all of yeah. <laughs> them. So, evidence. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> yeah, because Walid knows me from high, like, high school. So, <laughs> you know. Then what if we all have that? <laughs> so, Alhamdulillah, I left all that. Um, and when I when I... Venture because it was a tough life, you know. I was actually we were part of a gang and we got into a lot of issues and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, and in high school, it's like a whole different culture. Yeah, okay. like, yeah, yeah. And you were in Jersey, and it was yeah, yeah, New Jersey. At that time in the nineties and so yeah. on, it was it's a different, it's rough. different world. It's rough. It's rough. And then you guys yeah. figured it out. And then what? What was that swing point in your life that I need the spiritual? So approach? I remember it, it was. It was really a, a visit. It was a visit to Palestine. Okay. You know, I visited Palestine again, mm-hmm. and uh, I met a brother there, who was mashallah very practicing and 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 whatnot. And uh, you know, he gave me he gave me some advice that day. He's like, I'm like, can I talk to you, man? He's one of my distant relatives. Right. And he's like, oh, I'm busy. I gotta go home. You know, I got I got stuff to do. I'm like, man, I wanna. And then he asked me a question. He's like, man, are you serious? You know. You want to fix yourself or not? You know, like straight up. What do you know about Allah? He asked me straight up. Like, what do you know about Allah? You worship Allah. What do you know about it? 
and I, you know, I answered a few things, and he's like, "That's good. It's a good start, but you know, you 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 gotta, if you want to live in America, you gotta get yourself together. You can't be, just be messing around." Mm-hmm. And that from there, I'm like, "Okay, how do I get myself together?" He's like, "I got you." <laughs> and then we went, and then that's when I started to read, like, um, read more about Islam, read more about myself. But the 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 beginning beginning of it, that's when I started to like seek knowledge and and whatnot. But the beginning of it was senior year high school. Okay. Okay. So I was still, I was still bugging out. And it was like a month before like prom and graduation and all that. that, that you were ready to be prom craziness. king. You yeah, ready. yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, I'm not what he did. You know, so, so, and I remember like I had my boys like that would die for me. You know, right, like yeah. we were like a little gang that, that honestly we would, we would die for each other. We, we used to check each other, right, you right, know, yeah. we would do some crazy stuff. Right, just to check each other's like allegiance and whatnot. <laughs> right, it, it was pretty bad, but um, and then I broke my leg. Oof. Okay, so I broke my leg, uh, and then I stayed home and I was talking to my boys and and you know after a while, you know you could your boys if you can't really do especially when you're doing haram, right when you're doing bad stuff together, if you can't do anything bad with them they're just gonna forget about you. Because that's the only reason they... Yeah. Together. Like, yeah, because yeah. yeah, they're not a virtuous group of people. You know, they're not going to come to you and be like, oh, let me visit you out of act of kindness or I seek reward from God. You know, I want to come and... Uh... No, man, if you can't do craziness, then they're not going to be exactly, around you. Yeah. No time for you. So, you know, it started like that. And I'm like, man, you know, what's up with these dudes? Man? And then my mom came to me. And mom's like... When are you gonna stop? Uh, when are you gonna drop these guys? Like, yo, mom, these are my boys. You know, we're 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 a gang. Inshallah, mom, I'm gonna heal up soon, and I'm gonna get back at it. And she's like, no, that's not. These people aren't men. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, they are. You know, who's a man to you? You know, we used to watch Scarface and yeah, 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 all yeah, that. Like, yo, these yeah, gangsters, yeah. these are men right here. <laughs> <laughs> They're the real deal. You know. <laughs> but then she's like, no, these aren't men. I'm gonna give you. Here, read this book so you can see what real men do. And she gave me this book. I'll never forget that book. It's called Men Around the Messenger uh, okay. by Khalid Muhammad Khalid. Okay. And he basically spoke about uh, like like stances of some of the companions and and the biographies of some of the companions of the Messenger Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi And I was like, Yo, this is deep. Yo, these are real men. You know, I'm not. I'm not anywhere ne- I never met anybody like this. And then from mm. that point on, I just I was like, okay, I'm gonna be like these guys. Amazing. You know, I gotta be like these guys. I can't. And خلص, <laughs> from that point on, it was planted in my head. I didn't I didn't start practicing. I didn't start praying, but I started, you know, I started to take get right closer. Steps. It's like yeah. an internal thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's an internal thing, yeah. yeah. You know. Ibn al-Qayyim, rahmanullah, you know, he says there's six levels of, of, of approaching Allah. Okay. So the first is mail, right? He's like, that's the bottom level. Mail means you start leaning. Just right? leaning towards you, you it. You just lean it. Like, you're, you're just like, 
mm, you know, I'm a little bit more on the conservative side. Yeah, okay. I'm a, you know, you don't practice, you don't demonstrate any act of like extra virtue, but you're like, you know, I, I lean towards this, meaning mm. you're then said al main. And then he said al sababa is the next level. Sababa means uh and sabba means to pour. Pour. You kind of pour yourself on on something, man. You know, I'm interested. I, I want to know all about this. Read the book. Because yeah, let me read this book, man. <laughs> let me know what these people are all about. Yeah. man. Let me see what to. What are they saying in this place? You know, yes, let yes. me hear it. You know, in Sabla, you know, the person yeah. still isn't practicing, but you you kind of get into it like that. And then he said, and then there's gharam. Gharam means you start uh, falling in love, or you get a little infatuated. Okay. With this remembrance, you know, you're like, man, I just like listening to this, right? Ishq is is the next level, which is the fourth level of uh, of approaching Allah. Okay, getting closer. You're getting closer. Ishq is when a person starts to leave some of the their own personal desires, Stop things they like to do, harams. to do things that Allah desires. Halals, okay. Halal. Replacing your harams with halal. Yeah, you completely replace your, your haram with halal. That's the, the ishq. Mm. And then the next level, the fifth level, is tatayyum. Tatayyum. Yeah, tatayyum is when a person leaves things that are halal to do things that are more beloved to Allah. Mm. Like I, I play soccer. I play video games. Halal things, you know, you could just do that. But... I'd rather I'd rather read some Quran. I'd rather listen to a lecture. I'd rather read go meet up with these friends. I can meet up with these people, but I'd rather meet up with these people, right? When a person starts actually sacrificing, mm -hmm. and then the last level is ta'abud, servitude. Wow. Yeah, that's the last level of of love. That is complete devotion. Yes. Complete, like basically, what Allah loves is what you love. It's the same. Yeah. That's it. Like whatever He wants, that's what I want. You know the that and and the sign of that is like whenever something happens, like okay, what would Allah want me to do in this case? I don't care what I want to do. I feel like doing. My feeling is is irrelevant. Irrelevant yeah, to this. Yeah, yeah. It's Allah's fault. Yeah, I'm I'm His servant. Whatever He wants is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, that's that's the last level. Like that's yeah. deep. Inshallah, we get to that level one day. Inshallah. Amin. 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 So amazing that only when you get to level four, that's like that that part where you start. Actively making lifestyle changes because it's it's such a journey, such a yeah. process. Servitude. Amazing. It's called the abd. <coughs> like yes. like you know that last level of love is called uh, being abd. a servant, being yes. a abd. You know, a lot of people uh, they they think that you know abd has a negative connotation. No, no, but it doesn't. You know, that's why like in the Quran, Allah described Muhammad sallallahu He's a prophet. He's a messenger. He's a righteous man. He's a he's a you know a warrior. He's like there's so many, but Allah described him as what. He said, Abdi. There's two greatest things. What are the two greatest things that he went through? Number one, being a, being a messenger and a prophet, uh, or receiving the revelation. And the second is the, the night of ascension, mm -hmm. right? going to the heavens. And in both uh, situations, Allah described them as Abd. Subhanallah, the Asra, bi Abdihi. Right? Praise be to Allah who, who, who raised his Praise servant. His servant to the heavens and then Alhamdulillah الذي أنزل على عبده الكتاب right you know given my servant who, who revealed book. to his servant so yeah these are the two greatest so being a servant 
is is the greatest Amazing. thing, you know. Because when you become a servant, it means you don't serve your desires, you don't serve any other human, and you mm. don't serve shaitan. Because, mm. you know, serving Allah makes you incapable of serving anyone else. Exactly. You move beyond exactly. that. Yeah. No, your it's, conscience it's has reached that level yeah. where even that just level, the yeah. thought of <coughs> serving someone or something else, Can't even cross will, your mind. You, it won't even cross your mind. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How was the your your time in Medina? How many years did you spend there? Medina, I spent two years. Okay. Riyadh, I spent five. So Medina was oh, where you right. became, you did your hafiz of Quran. I did my hafiz. So like, basically, like when I started, I finished my engineering school, worked as an engineer. And then I did hajj with my wife, okay. who was pregnant with my daughter. Six months pregnant And my wife is like Yo if we start this journey Of having kids My wife She's the type that likes to plan Way ahead (laughs) Okay You know She's like the trip She's like yeah The last day of the 10 day trip We might need Vaseline When we do Like like she'll think (laughs) of everything You know what I'm saying So she's like Oh if I start having kids right now Then Then I won't have I won't be able to do Hajj until The the youngest one is at least 15 years old So that's going to mean that you know, and, like, and I'm like 17 years Oh my goodness uh, Let's just do hajj right now You know what I'm saying Like Let's just cut this whole So I took I'm like Yeah Bismillah Let's do hajj So hajj is a big It's a costly thing You know It is yes uh, I remember like Back then It was like 2011 I did hajj with my wife And I uh, It was like $18,000 or something Sure Right And that's in 2011 Like 12 years Allah ago Allahu Akbar So so we're like, yo, it's worth it. Let's let's do Hajj, right? Um, and at that point, it was it was such a crazy point in my life. Anything good that happened to me, it always happened after a calamity. Okay, okay. You know, and this is for my brothers and sisters that are watching what's going on around the world and whatnot. And you say, like, oh, what's going on to the world? Before something good happens, something bad has to happen. For many reasons. Okay. Number one, so you could appreciate it more. Okay. And number two, so you could understand the bounty of God, the bounty of Allah on us. Right. And number three, to 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 see that like it's not us that's in control. Because you know, once a person once a per- a person competently executes many things. It's easy for them to fall into that trap of like, yo, I'm the one that's capable. Mm. Mm-hmm, so Allah, mm-hmm. Allah lets people go Bring down back, so they could raise back them. down to earth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's the cycle, right? Um, and I remember like one of the best parts of my life was breaking my leg because that that made me read the book and made me yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. be like into it. And then the second, I remember I was working as an engineer um, for the. I think we were doing a bridge in, in, in New York, like far Rockaway. Um, and that same day, like there was a lot of corruption over there. There was an Italian company and they wanted to, there was like a lot of bribes and stuff going on in my job. I was like the only engineer on the site and they wanted to do a huge change order. Like it was a $15 million job and, and, you know, they wanted to do an extra 10 million on that. And, you know, the way they do that stuff is very conniving. But I was the guy in charge representing the state. I was signing the reports. I was checking all the work that's done. And I could, like, suggest change orders. and what. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to engage in this. And they didn't like that. 
So I really didn't feel comfortable in that job. Okay. So in the same night, I remember in one day, Allah, guys, Allah is my witness. In the same, within 24 hours, my job calls me and they laid me off. Allah. Okay. My, my, my father-in-law had a heart attack. Sure. And my wife was worried that he's going to die and all that. And she was with him in the hospital and she's pregnant. And I'm worried about her pregnancy because she hasn't been eating for like mm-hmm. three months. And the third, uh, my house got flooded completely. Oof. I was living in this house close to the beach in, in New York. And then Hurricane Irene came. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wake up in the middle of the night that same night. After hearing both newses that same night, everything floods. And all my engineering books are under sewage water. It's all backed up. So subhanAllah, how my shelves were, I had two shelves of my engineering stuff and I had my Islamic books on top. On top. The water reached right to the bottom of the Islamic Allah books. Akbar, like it didn't touch any of them. Right, right, right. So I'm like, oh man, subhanAllah. Alhamdulillah, didn't touch that. That's like what I care about, you know. And I remember that day, I had just given a talk before that in one of the messages about, you know, when a calamity befalls, say, Allahumma ajirni fi musibati wa khlufni khayra minhu. Whoever says this, Allah is going to give him something better. And I'm like, yo, man, I just gave that talk. Now is your chance, you know. Now is your chance, you know. Say, Ya Rab, give me better than this. Ya Rab, give me better than this. I lost so much, Ya Rab. And that's when my wife was like, hey, look. We got some money with us. Let's go to Hajj. I'm like, yo, we're going to spend everything and just go to Hajj? She's like, yeah. I'm like, you're crazy. She's like, yeah, I am crazy. So let's do it. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I'm crazier too. <laughs> I'm crazy too. Khalas, let's do it. Wallahi, I went. We went to Hajj. And uh, we, went to, we went to Egypt. We went to Palestine, Jordan. Uh, blew out all that, all that money after Hajj. <laughs> And I remember I wasn't allowed to enter the Quds as well. I, I, I had a like a security thing on me, right? Uh, so I couldn't, like, I, I tried to pray in Masjid al-Aqsa, but they wouldn't let me, even as an American. Sure. They'll straight up take me out of the bus, like, all right, you're out. You're on the blacklist. And then the last time I tried, before Hajj, uh, the soldier told me, look, you'll never, you're never going to go in to the Quds. Khalas, you're done. So I remember that day uh, I made Hajj. I'm like, yo, in Hajj, I was like next to the door of the Kaaba. <laughs> yeah. I was like hanging on the door. I'm like, Ya Rab, Ya Rab, let me pray in Masjid Al-Aqsa. I'm going to Palestine next yeah. uh, in, in two weeks. Ya Rab, allow me to get there. Wallahi, bro. Allah is my witness. Allah is my witness. I'm looking at you guys. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a, is a witness upon everything I'm telling you right now. Went back to from Hajj. I I hopped in a taxi, me and my wife, and I'm like, take me to take me to the Quds, Mr. Laksa. He's like, you know, there's a checkpoint. Do you have a visa? Do you have a tasriya? Do you have this? Do you have any block blocks on you or anything? I'm like, don't worry about it. Just go. What if something happens, Sheikh? Man, you look. <laughs> man, I don't know. I'm like, I'll give you extra money. Just go. <laughs> just don't worry. Just go. He's like, you sure? I'm like, I'm sure, man. Just take it. Take it and go. And then he was like, okay. Okay, I'm going to go. So he's driving. 
and you know the checkpoints are like booths you know like toll booths mm-hmm. right like, but you stop and the soldiers kind of search the car take you out they ask for your papers they're like okay they 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 they, they run harass your you id bit, and yeah. stuff like that harass you a little bit so the first car got completely searched so like there's two cars in front of us the one in front of us got completely searched hours came he was looking at the one after us and he just he didn't even look at our ids he didn't look sure. at anything subhanallah he just said go subhanallah man unbelievable he just said go That's and then powerful. now we're all silent alhamdulillah <laughs> <laughs> you know and then the taxi driver was like sheikh what's your story man <laughs> well why like that i'm like what do you mean he's like i've been doing this for for years this never happens <laughs> like never he's like no it never happened to me I told him I just made du'a by the Kaaba, man. That's I what? just came back. That's all I did. Mm. That's all. You had the that Allah No, no, I was. Tr- I I knew 100%. I had no doubt that I'm gonna make it. Allah Yeah, yeah I had no doubt. So. Mashallah, what a story, so, man. Yeah, yeah. So that that kind of gave me my iman, and and from that point on, I'm like, you know what, Murad, forget this engineering stuff. Got to go back and uh, I got to live in this place. I got to go live in Medina. Mm-hmm. I got to live in Saudi. I got to find a job. And and that's when I started applying. And that's when I got the job in Saudiya. And that's when I started to memorize the Quran. The day I got to Saudiya. Mm-hmm. I went to the masjid the same day. Got to the masjid. I'm like, yo, where's your Quran circle? Yeah. They're like, oh, Sheikh Ahmed. What's the, what, Sheikh Ahmed, is he knowledgeable? Yeah, he's Renowned, like he's known in Riyadh, mashallah. He's mm. he has ijazah and all of the qiraat and this is that. I'm like, okay, I signed up with him and I stuck with him for, until I finished. Mashallah, yeah. man. Yeah, I, I didn't stop. I was like 25, I completed Quran when I was 28. Oh, subhanallah, mashallah. man. That's amazing. Yeah, and I was working and I had kids and everything with everything, everything. Yeah, sure. It took me nine years and nine months, it took you three years with kids. <laughs> you know, look when you're when you you just got to put your head to it. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of techniques too, man. There is. There is. I didn't, I didn't know about that. Yeah, but I think because when you're older, you are more mature and more. Uh, um, you kind of figure yeah. it out better well, for what, yourself. What, te- what techniques exactly. do you use? I mean, yeah, when I was younger, oh, it, it's it's different. Your mind. Well, younger. Yeah, How I started old when I was seven. Seven? Yes, Allah I started Hafiz al-Quran when Allah I was seven. Allah. So, like the first three years, my ustad yeah. took it easy because I was still a child. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like, oh. Yeah. Obviously, seven-year-old, you know, you could only... Exactly. I think nine is a good... Nine, nine ten, ten yeah, is a good yeah, yeah. age to start. You can focus a little more. Yeah, but me, it was it was me, it was was passion. It was driven just by me wanting to to get into the deen. I, I, I needed, I knew... Two things. I'm like, okay, engineering will not give me the time to memorize Quran, to seek knowledge, to study, or do anything. So I need a job that's so easy and so simple and gives me so much time that I'm capable of accomplishing what I need to accomplish. So I looked and I I asked a friend of mine who worked in King Saud University in Riyadh. So, uh, and I'm like, yo, how many hours you guys work? He's like, bro, 
12, 15 hours a week. <laughs> a week. <laughs> a week. <laughs> 12, 15 hours a week. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, 15 hours, that's three hours a day. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what do you do <laughs> the rest of the time? Wallahi, bro, it's so, it was so like, it was a walk in the park. I'm like, what do you teach? He's like, Past and present tense. <laughs> you know? That's it? Just English? Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what do you need? He's like, like I can oh, speak English, a... let's go. Yeah. yeah. He's like, it's a certificate. You know, uh, a certificate from Cambridge University. Mm. It takes, uh, it's 120 hours. Mm. And you could take it intensively in, in one month. Nine okay. to five, basically. Very I, good. I just banged it out. Alhamdulillah. I did it in one month, applied, I got the job. Inshallah. And that that's it. That was why I had uh. I had a good package and I had I had about three and a half months paid vacation a year. <laughs> and I had flights, yeah, yeah, paid vacation. Whoa. So like even in the summers, like I would come, I would travel, they would pay for my flights, they paid for my accommodation there. They you know, amazing. it was it was it was truly a blessing. And then teaching was amazing. The first year I taught. You know, I prepared my classes. Classes, all of it. You, yeah. you know how it is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the year after, it's the same stuff. Yeah, so you don't have to. You need to repeat. Yeah, it's not, bro. By the third year, I was a master. You know, <laughs> I cracked the same jokes, and they were funny every single time. Yeah, it was so crazy. Because it's a new set of yeah, students. Yeah, it's a new set of students, <laughs> completely. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this is so nice. I can carry on this joke yeah, for twenty years. I killed this joke <laughs> in my eyes, but it's always funny, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was so nice. Yeah, teaching was amazing. I taught for like seven years. I enjoyed it. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. And that also gives you skills that you wouldn't normally yeah. pick up in another job, right? Being able to oh, no. speak to people. Uh, teaching is it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's an art. Yeah, it's, it's a skill. It's, it's, Compare it's, that to like engineering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely different. <clears throat> engineering, like everybody around me, bro, was an introvert. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, everybody. Like I was looking around, none of them liked to talk. Like, man, I cannot bear work. this job, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I got to talk to people. And you're very yeah. extroverted. I'm very extroverted, yeah, you know? You, I, I, yeah. you know, and, and to them, like, for an introvert, they, they perceive, uh, s I guess, sociableness as a waste of time or as a incompetence or a lack of work ethic or, you know, they, they don't see it as a as a, a valid form of of, you know, it's communication, networking, yeah, communication, you know, yeah. yeah, building relationships. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, alhamdulillah. Yeah. And, then, and then you made it back to Dallas. Then I met my uh, my childhood friend, you know, Walid. We, oh, he's like, yeah, I'm coming for Hajj, come and meet <laughs> me. So, you know, I used to drive. Yeah. I loved it, you know. I, I used to love drive. It was surreal. Every time, imagine driving from your house, putting your ihram on mm -hmm. at home. And then driving to the front of the haram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in front of the haram. Right by the Kaaba. You know where that roundabout is? Yeah, yeah. Right there. I just leave my car and I bounce. I go. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yo, I found out this hack when I was there. So yeah. the parking is 120 riyals an hour. What? An yeah, hour? 120 an hour, bro. Allah. To oh park in word. a hotel, like that's a five-minute walk mm. from the haram. And then the traffic to get there is even longer. And then one day we got towed and the towing fee was 50 riyals. <laughs> and the taxi to the towing lot was 10. So I'm like, yo, that's 60 riyals. I might as well place. park in front. <laughs> I used to keep it on neutral. 
Yeah. I just keep it on neutral and just take my eye. Just, I take my cup. Right? You know, take, <laughs> just take ballet, my, man. No, I wouldn't ballet. even take it. They'll tow it in, within like three minutes because the towing trucks are waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'll make it easy. I'll just put on neutral. They don't have to don't break have to in do anything. to anything. You know? Nothing, yeah. yeah. So I'll just keep it. I'll just go. And then when we're done with the Umrah and chilling uh, and stuff, I'll just go take it out of the impound yeah. for done. 50 days. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this uh, is good. Murad has the only yeah, valley parking in the house. It was a hack, bro. Only, <laughs> only somebody from New York would figure that out. Because you know? we get, we're used to getting oh, towed, man. you know. So, so oh, man. alhamdulillah, it was nice. So he did that, and I met Walid uh, there in the hotel, and he's like, bro, you gotta come to Dallas. And he convinced me, I'm like, bro, I'm living in Medina, bro. What do I want to do? What do you Dallas. want me to possibly do in Dallas? He's like, bro, it's nice. Trust me, you're gonna leave. Saudi. I'm like, yeah, eventually I'm going to leave Saudi. He's like, but, you know, you could do a lot in Dallas. I'm like, okay, I'll think about it. So I thought about it. And then that's when I decided to, I came, I went back to Jersey. Yeah. And then subhanAllah, um, I, I got the job in Epic. Believe it or not, I never had a, I never wanted to work for a masjid. Okay. So I came back. And look, the whole thing, my whole story is Allah wanting to like, you know, kind of scramble exactly. things in the di direction he wants You me to might have a plan, but Allah yeah. has a, a master plan. So planning. for six months, I was planning this business. Okay. I had this whole thing, elaborate plan to, to open this business back in New Jersey. And the I think a couple weeks before I left, the hard drive was gone and I forget to back it all up. Oh, oh Allah. Everything is gone. And I'm like, Ya Rabbi, you took this away from me. I know you have a plan. So when I came back to New Jersey, everything was gone. I tried to salvage it, but I couldn't. You know, it was a yeah. lot of a lot of thoughts and a lot of things. And then I get the call, you know, like, hey Murad, why don't you work for uh, a masjid? There's this masjid is looking, that masjid. I traveled, I went to fifteen states. Fifteen states. Yeah. Within the first like month that I came back, I went to 15 states and God knows how many masajid. Why? Because I wanted to understand what the state of the Muslims is in, 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 in America. In the U.S. is, yes, yeah. Yeah, well, what's States going on here? Like, so I want different masjids, different operations. Then I got the idea. I'm like, okay, if I work, it has to be for a, a masjid that's worth it. You know, like, yeah, yeah. like something. Then when Epic hit me up, I'm like, all right, that's it. Inshallah, I'll work for Epic. Yeah, inshallah. And Epic inshallah. is, mashallah, you know, now is... Alhamdulillah, it's a next level. You it's know? next it's level, of course. Yeah, I think a lot so. of a lot of our communities throughout the US are modeling off Epic. And that's what we intended. That's what like my plan was. You know, like, you know what? Epic is just it's just epic, you know. And you have a plan. <laughs> it is epic. Is epic. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. It's been a good four years. Oh mashallah. Yeah. And, and and it's mainly working with the kids and, and yeah. so on and so my job, like basically I play imam roles, like like I, I give the khutbas, I lead salahs, I give talks to the community. But my my sub I guess focus is the youth. <laughs> right? So every one of us like there's there's four or five leaders in, in Epic and we all do like different imam functions and roles, but we all have our focus. Right, uh, different focuses, right? Whether it be school or scholarship part or imam and community services and, and so on. And yours is youth. Mine is youth. Mine is youth because that's my passion. I always had that. Especially passion. this day and age. That's a very, we Dude, need that I now think, more than ever. Yeah, it's existential. So after going to the 15 states and, mm -hmm. and Allahu Alam, how many masajid, 
I'm like, okay, I'm playing an existential role in 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 our existence here in, in the United States, right? Because um, the 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 care for the next generation and preparing them to carry this message and this legacy and our tradition is is it's existential. If we don't of have course. an efficient course, way of doing it, of preserving 100%. it. It's not going to be like, look at how many churches are closing down. Mm -hmm. Look how many synagogues are closing mm -hmm. down. Yeah. Look how many, you know. Um, we want to keep the youth in the fold, right? Yeah, and that's, exactly. that's key. And now how you evolve your teachings and what you yeah. show them. I mean, you can't teach them what we learned when we were. Or the way we learned. Or the way we the learned. Way, yeah, the methodologies you have to evolve and change. And you got to change and, and evolve. And then pff, the youth, it's such a, it's always changing. Different, yeah, completely course. different yeah. times now. Yeah, it's the battle. It's the battle of generations. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's a battle of generations. You, you, you're in a in a battle to stay relevant. Correct. To the next generation, and then to the one after, and to, to the one after. That's that's how it is. That's the true. That's the true battle, right? Because the moment you become irrelevant, the moment you're comfortable in your generation, you're like, man, I don't need to connect to that one. That's when you're cut off, and you're done with your segment yani, you know that's yes. you can only have impact on that segment yeah right and you find influencers and people that influ they are in this battle of 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 relevance you know they they always want to know what the next trend is what the next big thing is so that they can you know control their influence right yeah 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 and has that been difficult for you to to ensure that that there is that uh it is no, relevant within with what that's you why, do. That's why I called it a battle. Yeah. I think every day must yeah. be an uphill battle with the kids and yeah. so on. Yeah. Yeah, because I have my own kids. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, having your own kids, it's it's uh, it's a whole di it's a whole different ballgame. Like you could, because working with the youth, you always have to see it from their lens. Yes. But when you become a parent, you're you're forced to think as a parent because you are a parent. And if you think like your kids as a parent, you're going to destroy your kids. Exactly. That's yeah. true. You can't, well, you can't be like that. You know, you got to, you, you have to be a parent with them. They can't see you. But with the rest of the kids, if you want to work with youth, then you got to engage with them and be with them and, and live their, their struggles and their level. Yeah. You got to connect be like on that. the level. So you play hybrid. One day you have to yeah, you go home, you know, you're a parent, and when you <laughs> get a job... Good, good cop, bad cop. Yeah, good, <laughs> good cop, good, good, yeah. <laughs> Do your kids ever ask you, but how come you're not like that with us? <laughs> Dude, you have no idea. <laughs> how old are your kids now? So I have uh, uh, 11, 10, and a 7. Mashallah, mashallah. Yeah. Perfect. Similar age to your yeah, boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're two years mm -hmm. apart, uh, a year and 10 months apart. Good. So they're always going to... Yeah, and he, uh, Mujahid just turned 10, right? He was nine. So it was like 11, 9, 7. And then it's going to be 12, 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they, they just keep going up in increments. <laughs> I know, but two. at least they'll be together, right? Yeah. Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah. Exactly. Then from, from Epic, you we got your budding entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, yes. my, uh, from there I got, no, I was always an entrepreneur. Like, so I never mentioned this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Since I was 14, I worked in mechanic shops. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. So I was a car mechanic with my uncle and this is that. And then by the age of 19, I sold, I bought and sold cars. 
the age okay. of 22, I owned my garage. I had my auction pass. I would buy, Mashallah. buy cars, fix them, sell them with warranties and all that type of stuff. Right. So I, I liked like I had that. That was a good hustle. Yeah. 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 Alhamdulillah. Like, and I always was confident in my hustle ability, you know, that's why all, everything I saved as an engineer, by the way, remember that in that time of the, of year that I worked mm-hmm. as an engineer, I spent it all in my Hajj. I came back with fifteen hundred dollars. Sure. I bought a car with it. I started flipping, and within within a month and a half, I had the same money I had before. <laughs> Allah, yeah, yeah, like like yeah. in a month and a half. Yeah, so it was sure. that, that entrepreneurship has always been. It was always in my blood. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the flip. Uh, my grandfather, you know, he was always on that stuff. My grandfather came to America in like the fifties or sixties. Right, right, right. And he told me that he used to sit me down. My father was an employee, straight up. He worked in a factory. He was a supervisor, and he, uh, he not, he didn't like like business ventures as much. He did. He had businesses, but he wasn't too. He wasn't a risk taker. Yeah, my yeah. grandfather was totally about the risk. He would never be an employee for anybody. Right. My grandfather would be like, "Shuf, CD. I used to go to the containers in the in the in the port, <laughs> you know, and I'd see like uh, white uh, dress shirts coming from China. I'll buy a whole bunch of them. I'll go to Wall Street. I'll put them on the street, and all these people would buy dress shirts from <laughs> me, you know. Yeah. And I'll make my hundred fifty dollars, and I'll leave. You know, this is back in like the sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, he'll be happy. One fifty a day, you're set. Like yeah, that's yeah. his whole month rent. <laughs> exactly. Right? So, so he was like, "I'll just do that when it's raining." I have umbrellas. He's like, See, it's need. all about the, the hustle. Yeah. The hustle. Yeah, yeah. And I, I bought into my grandfather's, you know, yeah, yeah, mentality. Yeah. I'm like, it is all about the hustle. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know, so that's what I'm like. I was working as a mechanic with my uncle. And I'm like, uncle, you know, you're, you're doing all this. You worked all week for $1,500. Hmm. Man, let me just buy and sell a car. And I would buy and sell a car, make two, $3,000. And, and I'm like, yeah. It is all about this hustle. You <laughs> yeah, know? It is, yeah. And alhamdulillah, you know, I, I enjoy selling cars. That's the only thing I've been consistently doing. Okay, okay, good, good, good. Throughout. Yeah. Like, I never stopped buying and selling cars. Like, until today, recently, like, I used to work out of a dealership. And then yeah. now I'm, I'm looking for another one, right? Yeah. But uh, you always have to have a hustle. Of course. Always. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. I have other side little, it keeps little you going, things yeah, going yeah. on. But, but this is like... I think everybody needs to invest in in something like that. Of course, yeah. Uh, you like need something to fall back on. Some skill. Yeah. Some yeah. skill that you could always, like, you know, pick yourself up with. Right? Correct, yeah. So, tell and us, that's the Hamburgatis thing. Tell us, yeah, about Hamburgatis. Dude, no. Hamburgatis. Oh Hamburgatis. That's a crazy <laughs> town. The best burger in town, man. <laughs> Yo, Hamburgatis, honestly, it was 10 years in the making. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I know. It takes... It takes 10 minutes to prepare the order, but yeah. <laughs> it took 10 years of, wallahi, I don't think there's a burger joint that we didn't try. Amazing. Yeah, tried every burger joint. I'm like, hmm, this thing got this in it. This thing doesn't have that. Man, if they made it like this, and then one day, uh, my brother, Muhammad, yeah. right, or the, the other Bergati. The, the other Bergati. <laughs> you know, I'm one Bergati. Bergati is our last name, by the way. Yeah. Right? So, they're like, okay, I think this is it. Then once we found it, everybody's like, oh my goodness, let's try it hot. 
Let's try it cold. Let's try it without cheese. Let's try it without condiments. Let's do it with this. Let's do it with that. We tried it every puzzle. I'm like, man, it's banging, you know? Yeah. So then we were like, okay, now we... We no, got to do the real test. We started inviting guys over mm-hmm. and people and critics, people that, that hate everyone's stuff. That yeah, yeah, always yeah. Critical. We got those people, you know? We're like, yo, if it's cool. trash, tell us. It's trash, right? Nah, bro, this ain't trash. All right, <laughs> all, right. all right, that's good. So it passed that exam, right? And then uh, one day I was in the auction with a friend of mine. He was like, hey, man, look at this trailer, bro. This is, uh, it's on the pre-sale list, you know, for this much. I'm like, yo, that's cheap. He has a generator with it, has an awning, has this. Mm. So I'm like, bro, I told my bro, let's start making our burgers in that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. We when literally bought it. We bought it, and then uh, it was che- it wasn't too expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we yeah. just got it. Did some modifications. And then, and then me and my brother, we just sit, sat in there. We did the modifications. Like, oh, what does this food truck stuff need? <clears throat> oh, yeah. We started to learn the code and the specs and all that stuff. As we, We're learning everything as everything, we go. Yeah. And we're doing it with our own hands. Yani. Um, and then we, we wrapped the truck. We connected with a brother. We're like, yo, man, we need a wrap that's like... That's unique, you know. Nobody has anything mm-hmm. like yeah, that, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And we want it to be simple, but you know. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, okay, I got you. And then he came <laughs> up the rap, perfect, got you. And then we went to our friend who does the raps. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yo, man, can you rap it for us? He's like, yeah, I got you, man. He just wrapped it. For <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just wrapped it. And all of a sudden, we're hamburgers, you know. We we just started to make the smash burger. We made our debut in in, in DFW Fest. Amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it was the best It was, it was crazy. Bro. It was overwhelming too. Had, we weren't ready. We sold out in like two hours. And me and my bro are like, uh, maybe we should have prepared more because we're, we're all about like risk assessment. At that we're like, how much meat? We don't even know where to store this stuff. You know, like how are we going to do it? And then subhanAllah, we, we just, every pop-up we do, we'd like, Sell out, you know, and, mashallah, and we're like, mashallah, yo, this thing amazing. keeps selling out, mashallah. So we just started preparing what we're comfortable preparing, mm-hmm. what we go, and that's it. We're like, we from this time until sell out. That's that's how that's we market it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we'd be seven p.m. till sell out. But that's a phenomenal business uh, model. There's no waste. Yeah, yeah because yeah. also you're creating that demand, the urgency the, as well. Urgency, you know? yeah. yeah, a lot of people come. A lot of people come. And they're like, you know what? We we so we don't pop up that often, no. but when we do, they're like, "Hey, we when there's hamburgeries, we're gonna have hamburgeries because it's like the only time it's available. You know, yeah. we don't know when the next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's different. So, alhamdulillah, you know. So uh, we're doing that for now. Inshallah, soon we'll expand into something. Inshallah, inshallah. No, inshallah. Something and, and I hope something we, bigger. We can assist with that expansion now going forward with you guys. Inshallah, man. Inshallah, inshallah you know. Yeah, that's my story, man. Man, you got uh, you got everything out of me. Well, well not everything. Love, man. No, I think that's what we wanted. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we learned a lot. I think, man. and we I think it was it was awesome for our viewers to and our listeners to to hear your story yeah. and to hear your your transition from from New Jersey and life before uh, Medina and Riyadh yeah. and so on, and then living in Saudi. And and now back here in in back the US, in, but then, and also we, we talk about it with Walid a lot. Like I think a, a lot of people have that. You know, you live in a certain life when you're younger, and then something something clicks, flips, right? And you, you yeah, yeah, yeah. realize like you know you got to do the right thing. So it's flips. always amazing hearing those stories where people can relate. It's to that. about the you know the bad things 
always have good. You know, and this is one thing, by the way, about our faith, Akhim, that that's just so beautiful. You know, um, like, you know, when, when, when something would happen, when a calamity happened, like when I was younger, let's say well, I, I broke my leg or when, when this stuff happened to me afterwards in my life, um, the Muslim reaction is always like, don't worry, God has a plan. Alhamdulillah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. May, Alhamdulillah. make dua, man. Inshallah, this is better for you. You know, don't even think about it that way. And X, Y, and Z, there's like thika, you know. Whereas like like the non-Muslim friends, and they would be, you know, genuinely have have compassion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> sorry to hear that. Well, I, I'm there to help. You know, I know it's so unfortunate that you're going through this. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just it's so depressing. You know, <laughs> and uh, like mindset. and and that's why like the people like look at the people in Gaza right now. You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you're watching the videos and stuff like that, and uh, a person just lost his his, his 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 kids, lost his parents, lost all his family. They need to stop family. killing the kids. Yeah, man, they have to stop. You know, stop killing but the, the kids. But the mindset too is mm. just like it's not. It's like okay, God has a plan. You know. And 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 we, we we surrender to that, you know. Oh Allah, make us patient. That's so that's the it, common that's all, theme in all, all the videos, right? Everybody's yeah. like, you know, this happened, yeah. but alhamdulillah, or like, you know, it, yeah. it's always the positive side of it. Even I mean, they're going to yeah. the worst of the worst. It's about right getting now, into that. It's, it's about like seeing the, the positive mindset. side of things. Seeing that that like, okay, there's always a good plan for you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Through hardship comes ease. With hardship, and then comes all ease. we can do now is make yeah. dua for them. And yeah, that's it, and that's them. it, and that's a, that's the best thing we could do. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you know, um, I think everybody in the world uh, understands right now that, like, you know, um, children it, should should not be involved in this war. Mm-hmm. Never, ever, ever. Kids, kids shouldn't be. And lies, the the lies that are like spread and all that type of stuff, man. It's just. Um, We're living um, in 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 trial times, in the times it's, that it's are tough. Times that of are, trial, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think just but then to your point, inshallah, this is a test that we can something will be be better on the other side, inshallah. No, we're sure. Yeah, we're sure. That's something I think we need to be certain. Just like, you know, just living in this world for Mm. and reading and and understanding what we understand, we know that things will be better. Correct. We know that there's a bright side. We know that things are going to get better, inshallah. Right. So that we uh, we we just have to pray for it. Mm-hmm. We just have to pray. We have to be on the right side of of history. We have to be on the side that it's like you know I was praying, I never forgot. I always you know uh, stood for 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 what's just and what's true. Always stood for the innocent. I stood for the oppressed. Being right? human. Yeah. Being human. That's all. That's that all. You, just all be you need. Just be a you human don't, being. Don't need, exactly. Not a monster. You, you need to not dehumanize. You know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just, just have compassion. everyone equally. And, and my, my biggest thing about all of this is the kids have compassion for the We have children, so we understand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, leave yeah. them out of this. I mean, it, it, it's so sad, man. It is. It and is. Yeah. We're confident. Okay. We, we all live that. You know, mm. I remember one thing with my little brother. He's he's like two years younger than me. In 1992, uh, I think it was 92 or 93, we went to visit Palestine. Me and my brother, young, we're like, I think he was like five or so. And he was like four or five. And I was like, 
six or seven, mm. right? Uh, we were playing in the street, and a, and a settler came. He he grabbed him by his neck from the back, and he put a gun to his head in front of me. He said, "You want me to kill this kid?" Just out of the blue. Yeah, just out of the blue. Just uh, just straight up out of the blue. Yo, I'm telling you, we're living like kid. Palestinian. Kid it's not Palestinians. That. We're living with all this baggage, bro. People think we're normal. Like when we're walking around. Yeah, you how know, do you, how do you, yeah, how yeah. Do you, you know, recently there's a clip that went viral. Uh, I I did a podcast. Somebody I was talking about my cousin, who was shot and and he was his body was taken, and they tried to take organs from him. Yeah, I heard about the organ harvesting. Yeah, the it's, organ yeah, harvesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm telling you, that it's it's this dehumanization sick, sick. is has been like there. And what's very interesting is. It's unlike any dehumanized because like the the people look the same too. Like it's not <laughs> like Israelis look that much different. No, from they all look the same. Yeah, it's exactly. All the so, same people. So yeah, we're like literally. We literally so it's not the even a race people. thing. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a race. Like a, it's like you can't even like blame a, it on yeah, evolution yeah, yeah. or yeah. or it's say like this particular same, race yeah. is more. No, it's not. It's, it's not about the same. that. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I heard a, a, a priest about about a week or two ago. And it was hilarious because uh, it was it was very odd and funny what he said, but he was like, uh, "What's going on right now is one lot believe that Ishaq should have been sacrificed. The other lot believes Ismail was sacrificed. Okay, I believe Jesus was sacrificed. <laughs> 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 the difference is only on who got sacrificed. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. And like so Jesus funny. was not even around <laughs> then. Like, come on now. <laughs> well, technically, according to them, he probably was around yeah. since they they <laughs> consider him God. Exactly, so. but it was such an odd way to look at it. Yeah. And it was like you know, well, I think what what is what is sad is is that the the Christians are not opening their eyes to seeing what is happening to their people there. Because it's not only the Muslims that are suffering, the Palestinian yeah. Muslims, it's the Palestinian Christians yeah. that are also getting bombed and also dude, suffering. Dude, a church, a 1,600-year-old church. It got bombed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, but why aren't the Christians talking about this? Dude, it's not only the mosques. Don't fit the it's, it's literally the churches. You know, half of my village is Christian in Palestine. Really? Yeah, yeah. So wow. my village is historic. Um... It's a it's a ten thousand year old village. It's ten thousand years old. Those trees really saw. Yeah, yeah, those, those yeah, trees. My village is ten thousand years old. Allah, right? It's been happening. Yusha bin Nun, Joshua, right? The prophet, the companion of Moses, is buried in our village. Subhanallah. According man. to the, the 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 Bible and according to the Christians, and uh, Isa alayhi salam, he passed through it on his way from Nazareth to to Bethlehem. Mm. He passed through it and he resided in it. And there's a spring that is there that the Christians in our village believe that uh, Jesus, peace be upon him, uh, he... he they drank from. He drank from. And no, no, he was the cause for it to sprout, oh, to come out. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And we, I used to swim in it, mm. drink from it. Everything. And there's like, yeah, fig trees and grape grapevines around it and I everything. Imagine. It's It's amazing. Mm. Yeah, and that's a, that's our village, right? And these people are being oppressed too. Yeah, these people, their land is being stolen. I think we just uh, pray for peace. 
Yeah, Throughout pray the world. for peace, exactly. Yeah, man. I mean, whether it be now it Israel, Palestine, everybody. Ukraine, Russia, wherever, I mean, Sudan and, and, and Iraq, Syria, all these places. Yeah. We just want peace at the end of the day. And that's, uh, I think that's, that's ultimately, and uh, that can only happen when wise people are in charge, man. Correct, correct. You know, when there's wise, responsible people that are in charge, not like radical and, and, and extreme in their thoughts. No, but it's all, yeah. also greedy people right now. And, and greed, there's it's a lot greed. of greed. Remember, you remember Ukraine right now, with all the money the U.S. has given, is owned by U.S. corporation fully. The whole yeah. rebuild and all that, it's only U.S. corporation. Well, I think, yeah, certain... I think what what's happening in our time, Ahmed, I think we're going into geopolitics now. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, that's it's, a whole nother ballgame. That's ball a whole game, nother ballgame. I mean, yeah. you look at the... Now, they yeah. just gave so many billion to Israel. Yeah. I mean, but the money is not really going to Israel. It's to buy arms that are going to go to Israel from U.S. corporation. I think what it is, through the government... I think certain industries... Mm. Benefit from war. Found a way... No, certain industries found a way to use governments to to start owning and controlling other countries. Of course. 100%. 100%. You know, it's like, it's their means of occupation. Like right now, all these arms that, that like all the support that's given to Ukraine hmm. right now is debt to the U.S. Correct. Of course. That's Correct. what I'm saying. It's owned by U.S. corporations. And the debt is to the companies and, and it's, 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 yeah. It's just the a little, cycle that we're living yeah, in. Yeah, it's like a vicious cycle of these these uh, these corporations that are benefiting from it. Yeah, bro, it's it's serious, man. But you know what? The the, the I think awareness is the 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 key the in key. the times to come, right? Mm. Alert people can't be deceived. Mm. Correct. Right? Ignorant people can't. So, we have to try our best to to keep attaining knowledge, being aware not wasting our time. Dude, you just go on YouTube and look at what's trending. That's it. That's it. You'll know that the people are lost. Hmm. People are not focused on, on, on substantial information. Exactly. Right? And that means they're easily controllable. I believe that things are going to remain the way they are. These corporations are going to continue to cause havoc around the world until when you open YouTube, you see the trending stuff, like legit documentaries, Interviews with people, discussions about tangible things that that impact humanity. Yes, yes. Right when when that becomes trending, I think that's that's when, when humanity is on in the right path. You know, that, that's what I believe. Let's so. just hope and pray for humanity. Inshallah. Sheikh Murad, thank you. Thank you so much thank for you. coming on our podcast with us, you sharing your insights. I loved yeah, it. Yeah. It was amazing. There's definitely a part we'll two in part this. Two. What's yeah. the part two gonna be? <laughs> I don't know that you the can decide. Maybe you'll start flipping some burgers for us it's on the podcast. Fun, yeah, part yeah. two live. Live, I'm the goddess, man. But, but Sheikh, thank you for 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 joining Shazakala. us. Thank you for giving us your insight, and uh, it was a pleasure having you of course, on, man. Of course, of course, anytime. So inshallah, yeah, everybody tune in. Uh, once this episode drops, I think everyone will learn a lot. Inshallah. And yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on social media and on YouTube and on Spotify. Thanks for watching today's episode of It's Go Time. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe and leave comments uh, on all of our channels. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're on YouTube and don't forget our Instagram and Facebook pages as well.